Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day one, and this is God's Big Story. Season three. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So, welcome boys and girls to the very first day of a brand new season of God's Big Story. Hooray! Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. Gosh, Dave, yeah, it feels so weird and different now we're in season three. Oh, really Marvin? You think so? Well, no. Actually, pretty much exactly the same. It's kind of disappointing. Ah, well, yes, in lots of ways, not much has changed over the weekend since we finished up the first 160 episodes of season two. But the big difference is where we are headed in the Bible for this season. And as you probably all know, we're going to take a closer look at the Gospel of Matthew. Now, just like in season two, when we open up a new book of the Bible, it's good to know a little bit more about what we're reading. Oh, oh, I know what that means, Dave. Yep, time for a book introduction. Sit down, relax, let's have no interruptions. <laughs> it's time for book introduction. Yeah, it's me, the professor. <laughs> everybody! <laughs> Hi, Professor! Hello, Professor, and welcome to Season 3. Ah, yes, it's good to be here, Dave. <laughs> and I'm excited. Yeah, I love Matthew's Gospel. Yeah! Okay, excellent. Well, before we read any of it, Professor, what can you tell us about it? Ah, well, yes. Uh, do you remember from Season 2 the questions we always ask when we open up a new book of the Bible? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Uh... Let's see, the first one was, who wrote it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and no surprise on this one, it was written by Matthew. Yeah, Matthew was one of the apostles who was a tax collector before he met Jesus. Yeah, uh, But yes, we are reading the account of someone who knew Jesus and who was there to see lots of this stuff actually happening. Yeah? Okay, yeah. Okay, so next question was, well, who was he writing to? Ah, yes, that's right. Very good, Marvin. Okay, so Matthew is mostly writing with Jewish people in mind, yeah? So he's encouraging Jews who had already trusted in Jesus, but he's also explaining to those who had not yet believed that, you know, that Jesus was the fulfillment of all God's promises. Yeah, he really was the promised Messiah God's people had been waiting for, you know, for thousands of years, ever since things went kaput back in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Ah! Okay, yeah, great. So last question. Well, you know, when did he write it? What was going on? Yes, that's excellent, Marvin, yeah. Uh, so Matthew probably wrote his gospel somewhere around 30 to 50 years after Jesus rose again and ascended back up to heaven, yeah? <laughs> so as the church figured out what it meant to be followers of Jesus, yeah, how that fitted into God's big story, well, Matthew wants to tell others what he saw with his own eyes and, you know, what he knew about his Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's great. Perfect. Thanks, Professor. 
Oh, yeah, no worries, Dave. It's <laughs> what I'm here for. Great. Now, boys and girls, usually on a Monday, we do some Bible racing, but today's going to be a long episode anyway, so I think we'll leave that for next week. Today, because it's day one, we'll jump right into our reading. And of course, we'll start right at the very beginning of Matthew's Gospel. Oh, hmm. Well, Dave, are you sure? Oh, well, yeah, Marv. I mean, what do you mean? Oh, well, just I had a peek earlier, and the start of Matthew, it seems like it's just a big list of names. And I don't even know how to say some of them, so, you know, I thought maybe we could kind of skip that part, because, yeah, it looks kind of boring. Oh, well, you know, Marvin, I think a lot of people do that when they open up Matthew's Gospel. But, actually, there's some pretty exciting stuff in that great big list of names. Uh, Dave, it's a big, long list of names. How exciting could that be? Well, Marvin, yes, there are lots of names, and lots of names that we probably don't know who Matthew's even talking about. But remember what the professor just told us. Matthew was writing to Jewish people. They knew these names. They knew their stories because those stories were part of their people's big story. It would be like if today in the UK we heard the name Winston Churchill or Queen Elizabeth or Henry VIII, or for our American listeners, Abraham Lincoln or George Washington or maybe Benjamin Franklin. Right away, we know we're talking about real people. We hear the name and we know who they were and what we're talking about. So you see, Matthew didn't want to start his gospel with some big boring list of names. I mean, nobody would do that. He wanted to show his readers where this man Jesus fitted into this great big story of God and his chosen people. Okay, but Dave, you know, I don't know a lot of these people. Well, Marvin, as we read, yes, there will be names that you won't recognize. But what I want you to do is listen out for the names that you do recognize. Maybe from season one, when we went all the way through the Old Testament. All those little stories telling God's great big story. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I can do that. Okay, so who's reading for us today? Well, Marv, I always feel kind of bad asking someone to do a reading that involves a whole bunch of names that are tricky to say. So this week, Bryn is going to read for us because I can ask her to do tricky things. Mm, because she loves you. Yes, because she loves me. And boys and girls, just in case any of you are brand new to the podcast, Bryn is my wife. That's why she loves you. Yes. So Bryn is going to read this big long list of names, the genealogy of Jesus. It's really his family tree. And again, boys and girls, see how many names you can pick out that you recognize. Okay, you got it, Dave. Oh, and one more thing, just for anyone who is new, in case you're wondering, we use the NIRV on the podcast, the New International Reader's Version. But let's get to it. Bryn, over to you. Hi, Dave. Hi, Marvin. Today's reading is Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 to 17. This is the written story of the family line of Jesus the Messiah. He is the son of David. He is also the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah. Tamar was their mother. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron was the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Aminadab. Aminadab was the father of Nashon. Nashon was the father of Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz. Rahab was Boaz's mother. Boaz was the father of Obed. Ruth was Obed's mother. Obed was the father of Jesse, and Jesse was the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon. Solomon's mother had been Uriah's wife. Solomon was the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam was the father of Abijah. Abijah was the father of Asa. Asa was the father of Jehoshaphat. 
Jehoshaphat was the father of Jehoram. Jehoram was the father of Uzziah. Uzziah was the father of Jotham. Jotham was the father of Ahaz. Ahaz was the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah was the father of Manasseh. Manasseh was the father of Amon. Amon was the father of Josiah. And Josiah was the father of Jeconiah and his brothers. At that time, the Jewish people were forced to go away to Babylon. After this, the family line continued. Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel. Shealtiel was the father of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was the father of Abihud. Abihud was the father of Eliakim. Eliakim was the father of Azor. Azor was the father of Zadok. Zadok was the father of Akim. Akim was the father of Elihud. Elihud was the father of Eleazar. Eleazar was the father of Methan. Methan was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Joseph. Joseph was the husband of Mary. And Mary was the mother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah. So there were 14 generations from Abraham to David. There were 14 from David until the Jewish people were forced to go away to Babylon. And there were 14 from that time to the Messiah. Thanks, Bryn. Okay, Marv, let's take a look and see if we can pick out some things that Matthew wanted to show us. So, what names did you recognize? Oh, well, Dave, right at the start, it said Jesus was a descendant of David and a descendant of Abraham. So, yeah, I know those two guys. Yeah, we sure do. Now, can you think why Matthew started with those two ancestors of Jesus? Uh, well, no, Dave, I have no idea. Okay, well, both David and Abraham are very important in the big story because God made them both some very important promises. Now, do you remember what he promised Abraham? Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't he promise him that he'd have like a super big family? You know, as many as the stars in the sky or the grains of sand on a beach? Yep, good, Marvin. But, you know, even more than that, he also promised him that from that great big family would come one who would be a blessing for all the peoples on earth. So, yeah, the Israelites had been waiting for that one to arrive ever since. Now, how about David? What did God promise him? Oh, yeah, I got that one, Dave. Well, God promised David that a king would come from his family who would reign forever. Yep, excellent, Marvin. That's right. And again, the Israelites had been waiting for that king ever since. So, you see, when Matthew begins his gospel and says Jesus is descended from David and descended from Abraham, what he's actually saying is, the one that we've been waiting for, for hundreds and even thousands of years, this is him. He has arrived. Oh, I see. So, yeah, that's a pretty big deal, huh? Yeah, that's a massive deal. Okay, now, did you hear any other names you recognized? Well, there were some other guys from Genesis, you know, Isaac and Jacob and Judah and some other kings I remember reading about. There was Solomon and Rehoboam. Oh, and Hezekiah, I remember him. Okay, yep, very good. Oh, yeah, and then there were some girls in there too. So there was Ruth. That's Ruth from the book of Ruth, right? Yep, that's her. Oh, and then Rahab too. Yeah, she was the one in Jericho, you know, who hid the spies and then put the red cord out her window when the Israelites attacked. Yep, really good. And you see, back when Matthew was writing, you normally wouldn't put girls' names in a genealogy. And you definitely wouldn't put Gentile girls' names. And that's what both Rahab and Ruth were. But Matthew did. Because, you see, he wanted his audience to see that this story, God's big story, was never only about the Israelites. It was the story of the God who is God of all people, male and female, Jew and Gentile. God has always called and used people from all the nations. Oh, yeah. I never thought about it that way. 
And one last thing, Marvin. You know that bit at the end about there being 14 generations from Abraham to David, and then 14 from David to the exile in Babylon, and then 14 more to go from the exile to the Messiah? Well, yeah. Well, did you count them as Bryn was reading the list? Well, no, Dave. I mean, it's the Bible. It's not like it's going to lie. I don't need to check up on it. Well, that's true, Marvin. But if you had counted, you would see the last list, the one from the exile to the Messiah, well, it only has 13 names on it. No. Wait, you mean Matthew got it wrong? Wait, wait, the Bible got it wrong? Hmm, seems like maybe an editor should have caught that. Well, no, it wasn't a mistake, Marvin. Matthew didn't miscount. But if you were drawing up a family tree for Jesus, well, what's the problem with filling in the space where you'd normally put in mum and dad's name? Uh, uh, well, I guess Joseph wasn't really his dad. I mean, God put Jesus in Mary's tummy. Joseph didn't do the normal dad stuff, huh? Yep, exactly. And so, you see, Matthew leaves that space, the 14th spot in Jesus' genealogy, he leaves it open. Because Jesus had a heavenly father. That's the spot for God. Oh, wow. Gosh, yeah, I totally missed that, Dave. Yep, you see, so what seemed like just a big long list of names, well, actually, Matthew is saying a lot more. He's saying, look, Jesus is the one we have all been waiting for. He's the blessing that God promised Abraham. He's the king that God promised to David. His story is a story for all people. And this was no normal baby that was born in Bethlehem. He wasn't created. He was God himself came down from heaven. Oh, wow. Gosh, yeah, that's a lot. It is. In this first chapter, Matthew was dropping bombs. These are big claims he's making. If you were a Jewish person reading this back in the first century, this would have been mind-blowing. Yeah, gosh, There I was, thinking it was going to be boring, Dave. Yep, I told you, Marv, not at all. And we're just getting started. So, boys and girls, we're just at the very beginning of Matthew's story, but today, let's thank God for what we've heard today. God always keeps his promises. He said he would send someone, and he did. And let's thank him that this story is good news, not just for Israel, but for all men. For us, it's the story of how God came to rescue us. Amen, Dave. Gosh. Now I really am excited for season three. Yep, me too, Marvin. But I'm afraid that will do it for today. So we'll be back tomorrow for our first Moose Day Tuesday of season three. Oh yeah, I can't wait. Okay, well, bye everyone. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.